Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in lovely Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs in the Greenville area or even outside the Greenville area where I can tap into um, our network of realtors that I work with. Please let me know. Contact information in the show notes. Um, If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe to the show. It also helps if you download episodes, even if you just delete them right after you download. Different tricks like that help the show. If you're into that, I'd appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, um, and just FYI, there's not going to be any uh, screen sharing or, or things of that nature in this episode. But if you happen to be watching on YouTube, which I appreciate, please go ahead and uh, and like the show. Leave comments if you'd like. Uh, subscribe to my channel. You can just look up Stan McCune on YouTube and you'll find me. Don't look up Selling Greenville. That'll take you to the wrong place. Look up Stan McCune on YouTube. Look up Selling Greenville on Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry that's confusing, um, but that's just the way it is for, for right now. Um, but I have all of my content now that I am recording on both platforms. Uh, so please, uh, to help the show, if you can just do those few things, I would really appreciate it. Today, um, I want to talk about new construction because there has been uh, a lot of uh, misconceptions, I feel like, when it comes to new construction. And I think maybe I have muddied the waters a little bit with some of uh, just maybe some comments I've made in passing on the show and and various things. Um, But new construction is really, really important right now. And it's, it's an important thing for us to talk about because a huge percentage of inventory right now is new construction by production builders. And when, when I use the term production builders, here's what I mean. Uh, for a lot of people, they're going to uh, imagine cookie cutter neighborhoods. And that those are production builders typically. Um, but a production builder um, it, it is not necessarily going, they're not all uh, uh, exactly alike when it comes to how cookie cutter their neighborhoods are, right? But at the end of the day, a production builder is a builder that doesn't do custom homes. They do homes at scale. Um, so they might have somewhere between five and 10 different types of homes that they're building in a neighborhood um, and uh, a variety of different options that they can do within those homes. But at the end of the day, it's restricted. You can't just go in with a floor plan to a production builder and say, hey, I want this floor plan. Can you build this for me? No, they're going to uh, tell you, here's the floor plan options. Which one do you want? In some cases, uh, it's not the, you don't even have that much ability. In some cases, they already have the four plans uh, basically figured out. And it's like, okay, which lot do you want? These all basically have the same floor plan. It just kind of depends from one builder to the next. Um, whereas on the flip side, a custom builder, which this episode is not about, I just want to be clear. Um, and I will touch on custom builders just briefly later. But this is a, a an episode about production builders. But custom builders, you can just bring a floor plan to them basically bring any idea to them say hey you know i want you to do this or i want you to do that and a custom builder uh can assist you with that now there are reasons why very few people go with custom builders and again that's what i'm going to touch on in a second but right now when we're looking at active inventory in greenville mls one thing that's very interesting is well first off as we've been talking about inventory is very very low Um, And so I always need to preface things with that. Um, I've been checking routinely, like how many active listings we have in Greenville MLS. It's usually around uh, 2,600 
is what we've been seeing the past uh, the past few weeks. Twenty six hundred active listings. Of those twenty six hundred, roughly fourteen hundred are new construction. So over half of the active inventory is new construction. So that means that um, active homes, um, homes that are uh, that are resales, we'll we'll just uh, say that rather rather than active homes. It's not really a good definition, but resale homes as opposed to new home sales. Um, only make up about 1,200 of the current active listings. Um, that's a very, very low number because it's not uncommon in Greenville for us to have 1,200 closings in a month. Now, I don't know how uncommon that'll be this year, but going back the past several years, there have been several months that we've had that we've been at or well exceeded 1,200 closings. So there are fewer resales on the market right now than there are what would have been a typical month of closings in the Greenville market, um, which is crazy. So these, uh, the current inventory, which is very low, is dominated by new construction. Over half of the current inventory is homes that are being built by mostly production builders. And so we need to talk about this, and, and we need to uh, clear out and clean out some of the waters that might be muddy when it comes to these builders, because the reality is people that are looking to buy this year, they're looking to move, whatever the case may be. It, at the end of the day, over half the homes that pop up in their search are likely to be new construction, depending on, on your search criteria. Um, so that's something that we need to that we need to discuss. I've also seen, um, you know, in some cases, with some of my clients, like way more than than half of what's popping up in their search criteria is new construction. So I always ask, do you want me to just clear those out? I mean, how do you want me to how do you want me to address this? Because it gets annoying uh, when you're just getting emailed constantly with new construction, and you know those listings tend to be very scant on details. The builders they they're they're not putting a whole lot, even if they put it in MLS. Um, they're not putting a whole lot of details in there as to uh, what the the renderings are or photos or specifics on the property because there's some flexibility there. They're just putting it on MLS to get your attention and hoping that you'll go and have a meeting with them and then uh, you know perhaps walk through some of the floor plans or go to the design center and look at what they have there or whatever the case may be. Um, but to to kind of paint the the stage historically here. Um, the past, obviously, three years, as we've said multiple times on this show, have really been a tremendous anomaly for real estate. And from 2021 to 22 in particular, a lot of people, a lot of my clients, just a lot of people in general, really felt like they had no choice but to go the new construction route because inventory was low and or they kept getting outbid on properties that were that were resales, properties that uh, were just normal properties, not new construction on the market. Um, that what what they call I call it active home sales. What te- technical people, people that study real estate market, economists and whatnot, they call it existing home sales as opposed to new home sales. Um, people just kept getting outbid on existing home sales, and so it's like, okay, well, where will I not get outbid? Uh, new construction. Now, even that was kind of a myth at some points during this uh, period between 21 and 22, because I saw situations where even new construction ended up with bidding wars, and that was insane. Um, None of us wanted to see that. That didn't help anyone. Uh, But thankfully, that has calmed down a bit. We're seeing fewer people just getting outbid in general, but now there's like very few existing home sales that are available to people. There's very few existing homes on the market 
And so now, for a very different reason than what happened from 21 to 22, people are getting pushed towards new construction. It's not so much, I mean, it's not completely different, but it's not so much that people are, are just getting outbid all the time. It's more that they just don't see what they want. They just don't see anything that they're interested in on the market. And so um, we're seeing, again, for as the market is shifting, it's now shifting back um, to people needing to reconsider new construction. Now, there are two big misconceptions I hear from people about new construction, particularly from production builders, which, again, this is what this episode is about. Um, one misconception is that home builders don't like to work with realtors. And I think I might have muddied some of the water specifically when it comes to this. Um, in reality, that's, it's quite the opposite. Um, with the exception of one national builder, and that's probably the one that I have referenced before, there is one national builder that um, that does not have a good reputation among really anyone, um, and they tend to not want to work with, with realtors. I'm not going to mention who they are. You could probably figure it out pretty easily, um, but that's just one exception. All of the other production builders, and we have dozens of them in the upstate of South Carolina, um, they love working with realtors because we... We uh, simplify a lot for them. We're able to, at least good realtors, are able to help to streamline the process and kind of shield the builder from a lot of the stuff that's happening on the back end so that the buyers aren't just constantly uh, bugging the builders. The builders don't, they, they have a, a very streamlined system for things. So their, their system, you know, me as a realtor, a lot of what I do is very non-streamlined. It's not because I wouldn't like to streamline it. It's just because a lot of this business is relational. Right, a lot of it is taking that late night phone call, hearing hearing someone express frustration about this. You know, they're going through this or that in their lives. We as realtors, we um, we see a lot of of stuff going on in in behind the scenes in our clients' lives that a lot of even some of their closest friends and family don't see. And so there's a relational and emotional aspect to this job that the builders simply don't have the bandwidth for. They're they're just not able to handle that. And so we, uh, when, when there's a buyer agent involved, the buyer a, buyer's agent can really provide value to the builder by shielding them from a lot of that stuff, from shielding them from a lot of, uh, or from helping to, uh, you know, help buyers through the process of new construction, different things like that. Um, and so the vast majority of the builders, they really like to work with realtors. Right now, the vast majority of them are offering uh even more than than the standard 3% buyer agent commission. I've, I'm seeing some offering, you know, even five, ten thousand dollar bonuses to agents. So there's a lot of things going on right right now uh, with home builders that they want to work with agents. Um, and this is on top of the incentives that they're offering buyers. And by the way, um, another this is kind of this isn't a separate misconception. I didn't write this down, but this is kind of a subset of this misconception. They're not going to um, you, you might think, okay, well, if they're offering $10,000 to an agent, um, if I don't have an agent, then I can just get that $10,000. Um, that's not how it works, actually. Um, they they have their incentives for the agents, but they don't give those incentives to buyers if the buyers are unrepresented, because that's just not how it works. I could get into the the legal aspect of, of why they, they don't operate in that way. But the long story short is that you're not going to get any more incentives from the builder. Um, you're not going to benefit in any tangible way by not having a realtor. So I just want to make sure that everyone understands that. Um, and obviously, as a realtor, I don't, 
I, I know some have a, a bad reputation in this industry for when this new construction, they just check out and, and they just let the builder handle everything. That's not how I operate. Actually, a new construction closing for me, a new construction transaction uh, is a lot more work for me than a resale in a lot of ways. I attend all of the inspections uh, that happen. I, I uh, have a lot of my own ideas when, when it comes to things. I've been through this a lot. I've been through a lot of new construction transactions, so I know when things don't look right, when, when it seems like the builder is trying to do something fishy. There's all sorts of things like that um, that you don't necessarily think about when you're starting to uh, work with a builder. So I just want to make sure that people understand that. The other major misconception I hear people say is, I don't think that I can afford quality new construction, something like that. Um, in reality, there are several builders that offer competitive prices for quality builds. Uh, the biggest thing you have to come to grips, though, is that these homes, as I've already said, they will look very cookie cutter, and there's a good chance that they uh, will have very small yards, which is something I'm, I'm going to come back to here in a little bit. So that's, that's just the reality of the situation. The, the more cookie cutter things go, the cheaper it is, right? Because the builder can, can streamline things, they can buy things in bulk, they can make everything look the same. It's easier for, uh, from a labor standpoint, that the subs, they, they're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, so they become very efficient. Whereas the builders that uh, have more of a custom look to their homes and to their neighborhoods, um, obviously the price point then goes up. You have a more expensive community at that point. So that's just something to to keep in mind. So let's look at some numbers here. Um, and again, if, if uh, you're not uh, if you're just listening to this, I'm not flashing any of these numbers on YouTube uh, for this time because I'm just not getting into a ton of numbers in this episode. Um, but I want to look back kind of before this weird dynamic changed, where uh, so much of new construction, so much of of existing inventory was new construction, or um, where uh, just buyers found that they just had a difficult time getting existing homes under contract. So let's go back to 2020, which was um, obviously when the, the market shifted from pre-pandemic into a pandemic market. Um, but before things got really, really crazy. I mean, they were crazy, but they weren't as crazy as they got in 2021. Um, in 2020, there was, um, and, and I'm going to reference some numbers that I pulled myself from Greenville MLS. Um, just know that, that there's always uh, off-market transactions that happen. Uh, there's also a few different ways to pull these numbers. So, uh, you know, if you were to pull them, you might pull them slightly differently. But at the end of the day, it should be pretty accurate. It, it, no matter how we pulled them, we should be able to come to the same conclusions. I just want to make sure everyone uh, understands that. But in 2020, uh, there were 3,120 new construction homes sold in Greenville MLS. The median price point for these homes was about $250,000. And that's in contrast to existing home sales, which there was a lot more existing home sales. I don't have that number right in front of me. But the median price point was $229,000. So new construction median price point was $21,000 uh, higher than existing home sales. Now, how does that compare to the past six months? Which, by the way, that's a, a difference of what? I think 9%. Okay, so new construction is 9% more expensive than existing home sales. Um, the past six months, there have been 2,105 new construction homes sold. Uh, so we're on pace to have over 4,000 uh, new construction homes sold for the, for the calendar year that began six months ago. So that's interesting. 
Um, the median price point for those homes was $317,000 in contrast to existing home sales of which there were 4,770 sales. So uh, a little more than double the new construction with a median price point of 281,000. So that's what a $36,000 difference, roughly about 13% is what I'm coming up with of a difference between new construction and existing home sales. So this is one of the problems with new construction right now is it's gotten disproportionately expensive due to supply chain issues and various things like that. The cost of construction has gone up. And so whereas in 2020, it's about 9% more expensive to get a brand new home versus an existing home. Now it's about 13% more expensive if you want to go the new construction route versus the existing uh, home sale route. That being said, supply chain issues have improved, um, and uh, you know maybe that number will come down. But right now, the spread between buying new construction and buying existing home sales is higher than it historically has been. Now, I I will say one of the biggest challenges the past two years has been uh, like timelines for uh, new construction because of all these different supply chain issues, because of government agencies uh, being backed up. You know, when when there I had one closing that was heavily delayed because of of needing to wait for uh, Duke Energy to do some uh, electrical inspections and to make sure the electricity was set up correctly and, and all of that. Um, thankfully, things have gotten better. I mean, there was one point at which where um, basically builders wouldn't even commit on a price. Like you would sign a contract for a price, but builders had a way to essentially get out of it where they could raise that price or uh and if they did then you had the option to to back out at that point so it was crazy it was the wild west from 2021 to 2022 thankfully that has calmed down where home builders knew that 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 was not popular people did not like that as soon as they were able to kind of stabilize their uh their construction process post pandemic um, then they started to get rid of that. I don't know of any uh, home builders right now that are like that. Um, they're also much more, and their timelines were really uh, hard to hit. Like you, you just didn't know when closing was going to happen, um, you know, the past couple of years. That has gotten much better as well. So buying new construction now um, is much better. Uh, it, it's a much better process in general than it was from 2021 to 2022. Um, and so for those looking to buy, I really do think that new construction is a good route to go. It's something that should be seriously considered. Now, the process is obviously much different than buying an existing home. Um, and of course, that process uh, varies based on uh, what point in the, the construction cycle you uh, you get involved with as a buyer. You could be at the stage where your ground hasn't even been broken yet and you're picking out a lot and then picking out the home and, and all of the design options, et cetera. Or you may be all the way at the end where the home has already been built. It's what we call a spec home. And, uh, and, and you're walking through it and you know deciding if you wanna buy that spec home or maybe there's another one that, that you wanna look at that you wanna buy. So you could enter at any stage in that process. And I've, I've helped clients at, uh, at all stages of the new construction process. Now, with regard to the uh, the the entering at the spec home stage, I will say this. I've I've heard the term spec home used in a pejorative way, as if like spec homes aren't built well. 
um, a spec home isn't going to be built any differently than any other home in the neighborhood. Um, now, I guess you could make the argument that you weren't able to, you know, attend the pre-drywall inspection to, to look at the framing and maybe the builder did something fishy. Listen, they're still going to have to be uh, approved by Greenville County or whatever county that the uh, that the home is built in. So there are always going to be minimal standards. Um, and But generally speaking, when I have seen new construction, the, the spec homes are built just as well as all the other homes in the community, the ones that where the buyers are involved from the very get-go. So I don't like to use the term uh, spec home as if, uh, you know, that refers to a home of lesser quality than others. I just want to throw that out there. Now, um, one thing that's different, let's say that you bought a uh, bought new construction five years ago and now you're, you're considering doing it again. You need to be aware that home builders have become pushier and less flexible the past few years. Um, now, this is where a, a good realtor can add value, um, especially given that you shouldn't have to pay anything extra to have a buyer's agent assist you. Um, a good realtor can can navigate, you know, okay, are there some things here where the builder might be able to be a little bit more flexible on? Um, and, and maybe there's a modification that the builder is pushing back on uh, that the realtor is able to uh, to help the builder realize, hey, let's let's just do this. This is not going to be difficult. Um, you know, you guys have have done these kind of modifications in the past. Let's just go ahead. Let me talk to the project manager. Let, whatever needs to happen, um, so that we can go ahead and get this done. Me as an agent, that's a a big part of what I do in the new construction process. Um, however, there is it's become less and less that builders have uh, have diverted from just the standard things that that they're doing so you do need to be aware of that it's harder to get special modifications now than it was say five years ago when you're talking about uh production built homes um and and you know let's say that you want to move a wall on the back end let's say that you want to, to open up an opening you know from one room to another and it's like you want the builder to just you know maybe they they're not willing to open up uh, that doorway or that entryway the way you'd like them to, but you're like, you know, well, maybe just don't sheetrock it or maybe just leave this out or that out. Sometimes you'll run into issues where you can't, where the builder can't get a certificate of occupancy if they do that type of thing. So you'll run into to stuff like that as well. So you just need to be aware that for these production built homes, uh, builders used to be willing to, to, to uh, make modifications to take ideas from buyers and, and try to implement those ideas within reason. Um, that's happening less than it was in the past, but it's more likely to happen if you have a realtor on your side than if you're just by yourself. Um, and, and you know, it makes sense, right? At the end of the day, production builders, the way they make money is by building at scale, right? So they are building a bunch of homes that use essentially the same materials, and then they're able to sell things cheaper. And that's what we've already talked about. That's why the the ones that are more custom, they have to charge more because the more custom things go, the more expensive the whole process is. Um, now, all in all, from what I'm hearing and seeing is that home builders are doing much better now than they were um, a few months ago. The, they got crushed when these interest rates uh, went way up and they really had to change some things because it was like they had already kind of had a damaged reputation from the pandemic from all of these stunts with changing prices and you know taking forever to you know finish uh, new construction all of that 
Uh, well, that has gone away for the most part, but the stigma is still attached. And then you've got on top of that these mortgage rates going up. So what home builders have done that seems to have worked is they they've started buying down buyers' rates and offering. You know, in some cases, um, I've seen you know like uh, the first year your rate is uh, maybe three point nine nine percent. Second year it's four point nine nine percent, and then the and then at, from year three on it's going to be. 5.99%, whatever the case may be. Different. I've seen different things like that. Um, and those incentives have really helped people that um, now, you know, they're looking at the gap between what it costs for new construction and what it costs for existing home sales. It's 13% higher. But then when you factor in, well, these next two years, my mortgage rate is going to be much lower than it would be if I bought an existing home sale. Maybe it actually makes sense to go the the new construction route. And then in a couple of years, in theory, interest rates will be lower. Um, and then I can can refi at that point, hopefully, um, as the before, you know, I get completely locked into this higher rate. Um, and a lot of people are just in a situation where they have nowhere else to go. Again, inventory is so low right now. Um, and and so that's helping to push buyers towards builders that um, otherwise wouldn't be looking at new construction at all because uh, they prefer not to go through all that process or whatever the case may be. Uh, they would prefer to avoid uh, new construction. So with all of that in mind, um, should you consider new construction if you're a buyer in this market? I've already alluded to it, but I think you should, especially, I mean, they're offering so many different things right now because they've got all of this inventory that they started prior to these mortgage rate increases and all these neighborhoods they started prior to these mortgage rate increases, they need to move some of these homes. Um, and, and I'm seeing them, as I've already said, buying down your rates, paying your closing costs, giving free upgrades. Uh, obviously, most builders have a great warranty program that's much better than any other sort of you know existing home sale warranty that you could get. Um, and so there are a lot of reasons right now to, uh, to at least entertain the idea of new construction, but there are a few pieces of advice that I'd like to give. And let me start by saying this, all right? I already said this before, but this is a podcast about production builders, not about custom builders. Um, I do have people sometimes that come to me that talk about that they're, they're thinking about buying a lot and hiring a builder to design a custom home. That That's totally fine, and I can help people with that as well uh, because I know custom builders as well. But you need to be aware that this will be this, this is going to be expensive, right? Um, ha- having a custom home built, it's way, way more expensive expensive than having a production home built. Um, and it can be just challenging to find a builder willing to do this. Uh, contractors right now, they're still v- very busy. Finding one that's willing to do a one-off new construction build, um, you know, particularly if you're uh, budget conscious. Now, if you're looking for a more expensive home, uh, you know, for this market, 800, 900,000 million, you, you're you're going to have more options. But if you're looking to build something for less than 500,000, I mean, good luck. There's just not a lot of builders out there that are doing that, that aren't in the production builder world. At least not good ones. I should, I should say that. There are a lot of people that claim that they'll build a house um, for less than 500,000, but will it be a good house? Um, that's up for debate. Um, you also need to be flexible on your timeline and realize that, that there's a very good chance that not only will you go over your timeline, and I can almost promise you you will, but you will almost certainly also go come in over your budget 
which I mean, I pretty much always hear. Anytime someone has a custom home built, they come in over budget. It just happens. And it's not even the builder's fault. I'm not blaming contractors uh, for that. It's just that once you get in the process, you realize, you know what? I really want this. I really want that. I'd like to upgrade this. Let's let's not be chintzy here. Um, and so that final budget just ends up being higher. As long as you're okay with that, um, then you you might be a good candidate for uh, a custom build. And like I said, that's something that I can assist with. Um, but that being said, um, and and with all of that caveat, the vast majority of my listeners will not ever do a custom build. The vast majority of you guys um, are going to be buying existing homes or production built new construction. Um, and so let's talk a little bit more about the production builders. Um, for those production builders and neighborhoods, um, you need to really consider, particularly in the Greenville area here, what size lot and backyard that you want and how much privacy you want. Because this is the number one thing that I think is the reason why people don't want to go the new construction route when you're looking at more budget builders is because one of the way the production, uh, more budget builders uh, are able to save their costs is they're they're building homes on small lots. So they're able to build more homes, they're able to sell more homes. And, uh, and honestly, even luxury home builders are, are doing this. You go into a lot of uh, very luxurious communities uh, that have been built the past few years in the Augusta Road area, different parts of Greenville. You'll notice, I mean, homes clustered together with shared driveways, yards that are small and maintained by the HOA. Um, this is just the way it is in Greenville, like it or not. So you need to, if, if you want space to spread out, there's a pretty good chance uh, that the, the production builder option is not the right one for you. If the yard size is not that important, if you're okay with having neighbors pretty close to you, then generally speaking, it's it's you're gonna be okay the production built route. Um, now, let's say, uh, let's say that you're willing to go to some of the more rural areas. Some of the production builders do have larger lot sizes in some more rural parts of the upstate. So that could be an option as well. But if you're if you're wanting to be in the suburban part of Greenville County, uh, generally speaking, the lot sizes are gonna be pretty small unless you start getting into, uh, you know, uh, outside of those budget builders into some of the more expensive ones. And even then, like I said, most of them are gonna have smaller lot sizes. So that's just something to, to keep in mind. Um, I would say as well, one thing to 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 do just as part of this process, if you're considering new construction, don't start by doing a bunch of research yourself. Start by talking to your realtor and, and ask your realtor for their thoughts on the various builders. Um, realtors can provide a lot of valuable information when it comes to uh, what these builders have done and, and just like what their reputation is, generally speaking. Um, but also keep in mind that uh, a realtor who's just had a one-off experience with a builder uh, may have experienced an anomaly. I mean, the past three years have been super weird for new construction. Um, and it's and if I had an experience with a builder five years ago, that doesn't compare to what might be the past three years. And also, the experience this year might be different than what it was two years ago because so much has changed with with the supply change and uh, the supply chain and has uh, and has improved. Um, and so I might have had a really, really bad experience with the builder in 2021, but now that builder has kind of figured out 
you know, and, and gotten their processes in place in the post-pandemic environment, and now things are a lot better. So there's a, a, a little bit, I, I would encourage you to, to discuss with your realtor, but be aware, uh, ask the right questions to see, you know, how much experience does your realtor actually have with this builder, and when were those experiences? Was it recent? Was it the past three months? Well, that's a lot more valuable than an experience that they had in 2021. So uh, that's just something to keep in mind. If you want to vet out a builder even further, um, I would just say, and and when I say this, you're going to be like, okay, that's obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this. Drive through some of that builder's communities that were built at a price point at or slightly less than what you're you're currently considering. And I say slightly less because you think about it, that builders are always trying to increase their prices. And so the homes that were selling in the mid 200s uh, two years ago are now in the low 300s today. So um, that's a, a great idea. If you don't know where to start, again, that's something that I, if I'm assisting you or your realtor can assist you with to help you to figure out, okay, what are these neighborhoods uh, that I could drive through to look at that this uh, that this builder did? And then as you're driving through that, you can kind of get a sense of, okay, what's this neighborhood like? What's the vibe? Um, are, are these homes starting to, to look kind of rough? Um, you know, look at them after, after like five years. That's a, that's a great indicator too. Like not just the past couple of years, look at a neighborhood, what it looks like after five years. That will tell you a lot about that builder and about what the, the future, uh, of, of other neighborhoods that, that, uh, they're going to build might be. Um, and while you're there, another piece of advice you can quickly assess the quality of construction, uh, even if you have no background in construction, with just looking at a few things, okay? One very simple rule of thumb, check out the roof lines of, of the properties. Are the roof lines just very simple? Just like gables, you know? like when And a gable roof is just like a, a simple triangle. Uh, if <laughs> For those of you that don't have uh, the construction lingo, think of it like a triangle. Um, just a very simple roof, or is there a little bit more character to the roof? If there's obviously, you know, a, a, the more basic a roof, the cheaper it is to build. That's that's the the simple way of thinking about it. The smaller and the simpler is cheaper. Um, so if the roof lines of a property, if, if it's a more complex roof, then that means it costs more money, and and that's an indicator of of potentially the quality of construction. Um, it, it tells you a little bit, okay, that there is. There was more put into this home than a home that has a uh, a basic roof line. Um, what about the elevations? An elevation, again, if you don't uh, know the construction lingo, elevation is basically the front, back, and sides of the house. What do the elevations look like? Do they have character? Another good indicator. What about the interior of the home? If you're able to see the interiors or if you have an idea of what, what the interiors look like, what kind of molding are they using? Is there crown molding throughout the house? Is it only... Is there only crown molding in the kitchen um, or in the, the master bedroom or whatever the case may be? What about the siding? Is the siding vinyl? Um, is it hardy plank? Is it, uh, is it a mix of, of different sidings? Those are something to consider as well. Of course, vinyl is, is very cheap. Hardy plank is, is a better quality type of, type of siding. Um, and you'd be surprised, a lot of budget builders, what, what we would consider the more cost-friendly budget builders, um, have been moving towards hardy plank siding, which I think is really nice. You know, it gives you the option down the road if you want to paint it, um, just a, a variety of things like that. 
Uh, and some people just hate vinyl siding. Vinyl siding, you know, it can warp in the sun. It can do all kinds of things. It's nice to be able to avoid that. So those are some very quick things that you can do, um, even if you have no construction knowledge when you're driving through a neighborhood to kind of assess it. Um, another thing to consider is we talked before about entering in at different parts of the of the new construction process. You're better off buying into a neighborhood early than late. You have more options um, and and fewer neighbors that you're competing with when you buy in early in a community. And here's what I mean by that. Um, if you're late, let's say that we're in a neighborhood that has uh, you know 75 different plats that they're planning to build on. And let's say that you come in when they only have 15 less. Well, obviously you're getting some of, of the worst lots, right? For starters, and that's a big deal. Um, where the lot is, and this is part of the value that I provide as a realtor is like considering all, you know, I've got this experience, so I'm able to really consider, okay, and, and walk you through, okay, here's what to consider with these different lots. Here's why you might want this one. Here's why you might not. Um, so you've got fewer options on where the home is going to be built. But then one thing a lot of people don't realize is that you also have fewer options for what type of home you're going to build and what your what your colors are and what your elevations are and all of that. Because a lot of these production builders, they they know it's going to be cookie cutter, but they don't want it to be so cookie cutter that the exact same house is right next to it, to each other. They don't want two of the same looking house right next to each other. So they will, if you've got neighbors on either side of you already, you're going to be restricted in terms of what type of home, what type of colors on the exterior that you're gonna be able to use because they're not gonna want you to match the neighboring houses in any way. So you're better off buying early into a neighborhood than late. Um, now, if you're uh, picky about appliances, I'm just going to say be prepared for disappointment. Um, appliances in production-built homes are always skimped on. That is just the reality of the situation. Um, you can sometimes, as a point of negotiation, get some nicer appliances in there, but more often than not, the, the appliances that they're providing are not going to be very high end. They're going to be more on the low end of appliances. I mean, they're still going to um, probably do stainless steel if you want, you know, those types of things. But we're talking about uh, really budget level appliances. So just be prepared for that. I would also say if you have concerns about the bones of the house, um, which is, a, a, you know, a phrase that people use a lot. Um, if you're concerned about the bones of the house, you should also probably be prepared for disappointment. Listen, production-built homes, again, they have to follow county standards. Um, there are some some basic things that they have to do. They, they, they need to be built well enough to withstand our, our weather and, and everything here in, in the upstate of South Carolina. Um, but th the reality is that there's they know what corners that they can cut. And there's a lot more corner cutting now than there was 50 years ago. So if you're comparing a new construction production built home to the home that your grandfather built 50 years ago, the bones of the home are not going to be as good. It's not going to be structurally as solid as the home, as most homes that were built 50 years ago. So just be prepared for that. You know, you just need to be realistic that they're not going to build a home. Uh, you know, from the 70s today in terms of what's behind the walls. Um, and I've, I've run into that, as you can tell, probably tell by listening. I have run into that a few times. People that are really picky about the bones of the house um, are oftentimes disappointed when it comes to these production builders. 
So those are a few pointers. Um, again, is it right for you? I don't know. It depends on your situation. But right now, a lot of people are having to turn towards new construction because there just aren't a whole lot of other options out there. And so if that's something that you're interested in, talk to me. I'd be happy to discuss it. We can talk about the pros and cons a little bit more for your specific situation. Um, and if you want to do that, my contact information is in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love if you could rate, uh, review, subscribe, like, comment, all of these things, whatever platform you're watching or listening to this on. Um, I appreciate you guys. And for all the support you give, thank you for listening or watching. We will talk again next time.